1: welcome back to the millennials podcast i'm smith i'm seth we are uh waiting in suspense to see if marcus will join us tonight the podcast is not moistened just
0: yet very much like the Gobi desert it could be well no because we have the potential that's true that's the thing we're like we're like a desert that has ominous rain clouds above it that <laughs> could strike at any moment
1: you never know. I've seen those, doc- those documentaries times where it rains in the desert and everything goes crazy for a little while. That's true. Speaking of documentaries, mm-hmm. documentaries are like
0: movies, right? They're like movies that are true. They're like movies, but real. Mm-hmm. Correct? I-, I gotta agree, yeah. And real quick, before we even get to the end of the podcast, <laughs> at the beginning, I'm gonna go ahead and give a... Uh, speaking of a, of a movie about stuff that isn't real... If you are if you live in an area where the movie Parasite is playing, do yourself a favor and go see it. Rub it
1: in, why don't you? I know. I, I
0: understand that I'm uh, a member of the East Coast elite who gets to see this movie.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, if you live in a, a pop, more populated place that has some nicer theaters, I know the AMCs around me all have it playing a couple shows a day. Go check it out. It's a great movie. Probably the best movie of the year. And yeah, I love it. And Bong Jun Ho is now my best friend. So oh, nice. Yeah, well, he
1: doesn't know. Oh, but he is my best friend. He's um, your best friend. You're not his best friend yet. Yeah, I, I might be because <laughs> I, I might not know. Maybe he listens
0: to this podcast and is like, so "That's my best friend," but he doesn't know.
1: Bong Jun Ho, if you're out there, hit
0: us up. Bong, if you were listening, you can you can come on the podcast. This kid, we will give you this podcast. You <laughs> it can, can be it. yours. <laughs>
1: We'll just be your little lap dogs at that point. Yeah, but yeah, if you um, surround you. Go see it next. You know, it's, it's really funny, by the way. Um, you're talking about the East Coast elite. Yeah that 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 term, uh, at least for the coastal elite, really on the East Coast, it always stops at the Mason Dixon line. That's you exactly where hear, it stops. You never hear about like Savannah being an eastern like coastal elite city.
0: Yeah, and then. It's always funny because if you're a big fan of like a podcast or a band or something, they're like, all right, we're doing our East Coast tour. We're hitting up Boston, 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 and Boston. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. So not the real East Coast
1: yeah there's as soon as you get past virginia it's just like yeah. nope we don't we don't talk about anywhere below yeah.
0: that boston and new york and whatever else there is up there i guess is like I all think there's more get. cities
1: is chicago a coastal city no that's a no river chicago city. is uh yeah so it's that somewhere else uh but i think of it as east coast it's probably not
0: but it is funny because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I mean, I'm sure comparatively it's still much lower, but cities like Savannah and then if you go even to Florida, like Orlando and Miami, there's a lot of wealth there. Yeah. So there kind of is an East Coast elite in those cities, um, yeah, but they, they never really get factored in. Most part. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, not a liberal. Florida has kind of its, its liberal <laughs> side, but yeah, it's, um, it's a lot different. But there is a, a legitimately a coastal elite down here of, of some, some really powerful people.
1: Oh, yeah. You go down to fucking Savannah, and you see the historic district, and you see some crazy-ass shit. Yeah, you see houses that are worth, like, fucking $50 million. Yeah, you see, like, uh, these mansions or whatever on, on the River Street and whatnot, or near River Street, and it's just like, good lord, man, the value of some of these places must be insane.
0: Yeah, and they probably, when they when they bought them, they were probably, like, a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, no. Well, a hundred bucks
1: and uh, like three slaves. I mean, yeah. Um, By the way. Tell me. We gotta talk about slavery. Okay, lay it on me. Really, we gotta talk about the new movie, Harriet. Harriet. Have you um, heard the word? Um, I
0: have. This is a movie that I opted out of seeing this weekend. Not that I was ever gonna opt into seeing it. Because mm-hmm. um, it just sounds Bad. But I've I've realized that my suspicions have been uh, confirmed because it is bad. Yes. And although it's it's like there's it's got like a pretty okay rating with critics, but I don't give a shit about that. The movie has some pretty problematic pieces. Let me let me hear about some of them.
1: Well, uh, first of all, the one thing they do that's really crazy is that the the slave owner of Harriet is like he grew up with her or whatever. And the whole like, part, the, the movie is like he's in love with her or whatever. And yeah, that's but to,
0: and, to compensate for the fact that he shouldn't be in love with one of these weird slave things is that he treats her like even more like an animal than the rest of the slaves.
1: Yeah. And so to introduce a true villain in the movie, they bring in a fictional character named. I'm not joking here. Corn pop. F- let's just go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not it, but... No, first of all let me preface what he did is first of all he is a black uh, a free black uh bounty hunter who catches slaves that uh flee, right? Mm-hmm. Um he's a completely fictional character. He has no basis in reality for you know, no one it, it exists like this guy. His name is Bigger Long.
0: Okay. Um yeah, that that's not even something I got a second pass on the the uh, the draft there. They're like, big or long? Fine. Um, I do love the idea that there's a movie made about Harriet Tubman and the they, they see the script and they're like, God, the one thing this needs is a villain. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see who the bad guy is here. Yeah. Who's
1: the bad person in this script? I don't get it. Yeah. Can we make him a black guy? Is that possible? <laughs> can we do that? Oh, we can? We can do whatever we want? Okay, cool. Can we give him a really um, phallic name?
0: Yeah, that you know you could change about one letter and turn into a
1: slur. Sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then a couple things like it's it's very inaccurate to like like on historical basis, and a lot of historians are well, not many, but some historians have had uh, words about this. But the one thing that really that really caps it off for you is now if you if anyone's familiar with the history of Harriet Tubman, she was never caught. Not a single time. In all of her trips going back to the South and helping slaves escape, no one ever caught her. People she was helping did get caught occasionally, but she never got caught. She was and a pro. Be- yeah, she was fucking good at what she did. And at the end of this fucking movie, Bigger Long catches her and, and in the woods. And they have a standoff, and she shoots at him and misses. And he goes to kill her... And then, the white slave owner shoots Bigger Long and saves her life and lets her go. Man, I feel like this must have some
0: writers in common with Jack Ryan. Because, <laughs> man, is that very similar to some stuff you see in that show. Um, yeah, and this is just troubling for all kinds of reasons. I mean, not even, not even getting into the fact that it turns a, a white man into the hero of Harriet Tubman's story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, and the uh, the big part is it's completely fictional. I mean, it's, it's so weird. I just, once again, it's like, I mean, I love, I my, my name is Seth, Seth, and I love movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love movies. And I've never understood why they get these movies. They're like, okay, we want to make a movie about Harriet Tubman. How can we not make it about Harriet Tubman at all? Like, I just, I've, I'll never understand this. Like... The crowd you're going to get for this movie is is a very is a very good crowd if you make the good movie. But you're you're not going you're going to lose your crowd if you do this weird shit like having this weird slave owner who treats her more like an animal because he loves her, played by Joe Alwyn, a man who has had what I can only imagine is one of the most troubling careers an actor could possibly have. Um, oh, why is that? His very first movie, right out of um, drama school was Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk which for anyone who doesn't know was a movie directed by Ang Lee um that has Vin Diesel, Chris Tucker, Steve Martin and Kristen Stewart in it. What in the hell is this cast? And no one knows about this movie because it made a i, I think its total gross worldwide was about $500,000. Oh um, god. But it was Angley's first movie where he wanted to use this 120 frames per second stuff that he ended up doing with Gemini Man this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he the reason he cast Joe Alwyn is because he had never acted before and he wanted to teach him how to act in 120 frames since it's so different. Because all the other actors were like, this is insane. I have no idea how to act anymore. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so he got this guy to teach him. And I'm not sure what he's done between that and this, but I just can't imagine that he's had a very e- uh, easy time adjusting back to regular acting. And now he's in a movie where he plays a fucking abominable character.
1: That is a very weird history for an actor. Yeah. He,
0: uh Yeah. Billy Lynn is a, an incredible, weird story that most most people will never know because nobody's heard of this fucking movie.
1: Well, I'm definitely interested now. I'm glad. But so yeah, Harriet uh, is a uh, poop from a butt. Do not go see it. Um, yeah, it's bad. Straight from a butt. Oh, by the way, when bigger long is first introduced, the, uh, he demands to all other white slave catchers that he get the bigger share of the bounty. And they ask him, the slave owner guy asks him what he's going to do with it. You know what he says? Oh, I can only imagine. I'm going to keep myself in white horrors until Atlanta. Wow. And, like, everyone tenses up for a second, and then he just laughs, and everyone kind of, like, plays it off. And I'm like, this movie has no clue what the what the world was like back then. Yeah. I, I I don't think any free black dude could have made that joke in the presence of a bunch of fucking slave owners in the South and walked away. I just don't think that's possible. Yeah. Also... Uh, someone tallied up all the instances of like violence you see in the movie with, of slave owners on slaves, and it is incredibly small. They barely touch them. Really? Not that I want to see that. Not that I want to see that. But in the in the in the in the you know fucking uh, interest of being historically accurate and depicting slavery as the horror that it was, they don't even do that. Yeah, I mean, movies like Twelve Years a Slave and Django and Chain
0: don't. Um, shy away from this kind of stuff. So, a movie about the most famous slave emancipator ever shouldn't shy away either.
1: No, they they don't even talk about the fact that Harriet Tubman was hit in the head with an iron. Remember that from her story? Yes, a very they, important it, part of her story. They don't show about it. They don't show. They don't talk about it. It's it's insane, dude. This movie
0: just sounds like it 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 was made in a fucking echo chamber. Probably, yeah. Um. But we gotta stop talking about Harriet because we mm. we have we just, we did not lead off with the biggest piece of news in the past couple of days. Okay, and it is that Fox News has finally had their magnum opus of a moment happen live <laughs> on air. <laughs> yes, can we talk yes. about this? Yeah, go can we ahead, talk about Steph. this? So, and I have no context for the rest of the clip. I'm assuming that this was a I think he was an ex marine who was being interviewed about um like attack dogs i guess it's in reference to that dog we talked about last week Mm -hmm. and so but the clip the part of the clip everyone's seen is when he's like just so you know if you ever want to get one of these dogs make sure that it's finished it's had all the training done by professionals and you know has everything done you don't want to take one of these on on yourself because it's difficult oh and by the way jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself (laughs) (laughs) and holy shit is that just I, I was like, wait a minute, and then the, even the Fox News anchor starts laughing a little bit. He's like, "Okay, you got us." Oh yeah, us.
1: Jesse Waters.
0: He was like, "You got us." Okay, uh, I'll give it. I'll give it to you this time.
1: It was a yeah. It was definitely just like, "Up, oh, yep you you got us." Fuck.
0: I mean, I don't know. Going into this clip, I I mean, I'm sorry that I I guess I shouldn't have this preconceived notion in my head, but it was on Fox and it was like a Marine guy, like a military guy. I thought he was gonna say something horrendous, like mm. bad. But no, he ends up being like, yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself. And <laughs> we're like, holy shit. Hey I man, speaking the truth. Is this, is this, is this man, is, is he on our side? He could be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, what? what a fucking magnitude seven earthquake that was that went through Twitter. Oh yeah, king shit right there. I wish I knew. Do you know his name? Do you have his name? I do not. I gotta man. find it out. I wish I had his name off the top of my head because that man is an American hero. We're going to build monuments to him after the revolution.
1: Uh, yeah. It, it was, it was a, a perfect moment of trolling on television. You gotta love it. And getting the message out. Because everyone's kind of just forgotten and is trying to like not talk about this anymore.
0: Yeah, they have they have swiftly uh, tried to s- m- sweep all this under the rug. The stuff about Epstein, they're like, oh, he's dead. He certainly killed himself using his superhuman feats of strength. <laughs> and yeah, he's gone. So what are you guys worried about? It's like, uh, let's rewind for a second because there's no way any of that happened.
1: Yeah, but the, did you see recently? Like, well, we could give the doctor who did the autopsy or one of the autopsies said that it was a it was not a suicide. Oh, and that doctor was oh, oh, found dead
0: five minutes ago. Weird. <laughs> oh, and they've they've invalidated his medical degrees. Oh, well the
1: the medical examiner of New York still sticks to her story that it was a suicide, but this guy, he disagrees.
0: Yeah. And I and do this, love how, Go ahead.
1: I say like, this this is the guy, I believe, who also did the, the autopsy on JFK and Michael Brown. I do love how at this point the the official story is that
0: the boat all of all of the guards or asleep mm-hmm. and the footage got lost and he was like he was completely able to do this with his with his own body and it's just like yeah all of these checks you guys had in place just happen to all fail at once
1: yeah the story is that both cameras failed that all the guards were asleep on the job that Jeffrey Epstein was able to make a noose out of a bed sheet, which is designed to be about as tough as, as toilet paper. And then he kneeled so hard, he broke his goddamn neck. That's the story. In a, in a in a prison that has had two suicides in 50 years. Yeah. That's what he wants to believe.
0: And, and that's what they're, as of now, what they're going to get away with. All it's right. insane, dude. It's, it's crazy. I mean, if you even think about it for half a second, it's the most insane shit you'll ever think of.
1: I'm still working my way through this, by the way, but there's but the uh, the FBI dropped a lot of documents about Epstein about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's hundreds of pages of stuff to go through, but every page that I read just makes me go a little bit more insane as I find out more about other pedophile uh, rings that have been discovered over the years and were never properly taken care of they just let them go really and interest from overseas and stuff like that it's i gotta do an entire like deep dive episode about it because it is the most insane shit dude like kids being smuggled across the u.s as part of like a fucking like child trafficking ring tied into like like okay the satanic panic was bullshit but underneath it there was some shit happening that the satanic panic people never even thought about they didn't even look at this shit it's it's crazy dude there's there's all kinds of stuff out there yeah it's it's crazy i mean
0: it's so crazy like when i think about it it's one of those things where it's like we now as a society have what i would consider to be unequivocal proof that there are tons of like pedophiles and sex criminals working in some of the highest positions in our country and even in other countries Mm -hmm. and we're all all people are resigned to a couple of things one is um oh well this not true so some just don't believe it which is whatever you're insane um some people are just like oh well that's what people you know with money and power are gonna do and there's people like us who are, like, fucking setting our hair on fire yeah. and running around with our dicks out. And I just can't, the, pe- the people who are just like, oh, yeah, now they have money and power. It's like, do you really think that having money and power is supposed to turn people into pedophiles and sex criminals? Like, is that really what everybody who gets money, like, is, is now, like, attached to? Is it, like, how is it that we're not, like, talking about this more? It's
1: insane to me. That's a very good question, Seth. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, these people are obviously acting in their own class interests. They're, they're only interested in like, you know, fucking uh, sustaining class solidarity in various ways. And some people think that this, this pedophile behavior is like a ritual sort of thing they do together. Right. To, to like uh, solidify their, their bonds and say, Hey, if you, if you ever fucking say anything, you know, we all go down or whatever, and yeah. that's an idea. It's dude, it's it's crazy. It'll it'll make you go insane if you keep reading about it. it. The more you learn, the, the crazier it gets. But yeah, I have a question I, for you, Seth. Go ahead. On a on a somewhat related note, so did you hear about what happened with Richard Spencer? No, I have not. You remember who he is, right? Is he one of the anti? atheist he's the atheist guy no he's a alt-right nazi guy the dapper nazi or whatever
0: oh yes yes yes
1: well uh recently do you also i know you remember milo, milo yiannopoulos right i wish i could forget he leaked some audio that richard spencer uh had on him that uh was in response to remember the charlottesville attack when that guy killed heather Hare with a car
0: yeah the nazis mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, Richard Spencer, when he heard about this, had himself a meltdown about it, in which he uses um, several words you're not supposed to use for various things. First of all, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. His voice is cracking like a little girl, which is very funny. And all these people are like cheering for him while he's, while his voice is fucking cracking. He uses, I'm not going to say it, uh, the K word for Jewish people. Wow. And he also uses a word that, I, I, okay... Seth, do you know what the O word is for black people? No. It is an, inc- I'm going to say it uh, real quick. Everyone, I uh, apologize for this. If you know this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it because it's incredibly s- stupid and so old, unbelievably old. It's the word.
0: Oh, I, did, I, I know this word. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I always thought that it referred, Was well, it to refer to someone who's only part black. I believe so, but I don't. I don't get that deep into racist history. Um, just going off of what I know, th- sort of like secondhand. Yeah, it's still it's still a very bad word to say. Well, the the reason I know this word, and now that I know
0: that it's a bad word, is crazy. Is mm. the the sitcom Everybody Hates Chris used that word one time? Really? Yes. They were. Um. There's an episode where Chris and his best friend Greg, Greg is white, were skipping class, and um. They went to go see a movie, and the ticket taker was like, wait, aren't you supposed to be in school? And then he's like, something like, oh, it's Martin Luther King Day, or something like, like Black History Day, like something just like a dumb like jo- joke excuse to like, be like, oh, we're out of school. And then she looks at, I guess she, this ticket taker is like, oh, this is only for black kids, right? So she looks at Greg, and then Chris is like, oh, no, he's an a- don't worry. Oh, God. So I looked it up, <laughs> and I was like, oh, apparently it's supposed to be somebody who's like one-eighth or more or less black or something. So I was like, oh, I guess that's what that meant. I never knew that it was like,
1: a crazy word like that okay good to know i first heard it in a key and peel skit
0: yes they do have a skit with that as well i think it's it's the one
1: where uh he's playing obama and he he sees uh keegan michael key and uh, he can't figure him out yeah (laughs) and uh, so yeah i've i've heard it but it's just such a fucking incredibly old-timey slur why is that the one that he used Hey, man, it's like
0: when you're watching Gran Torino and you hear mm-hmm. um, uh, Clint Eastwood say spook. You're like, okay, this guy is old school racist. Which, again, I had to look that up. I did. I did not know that was a racist term at first. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is like the
1: oldest racist there is. Yeah, it's one of those words that's like you hear it. Like, like if I didn't know that that word was a slur to begin with, I would have said, I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, what was that word? Um. So yeah, it's but okay. But the the bigger point here is that now all of a sudden, all the news places are like, "Oh my God, Richard Spencer is a bad. He's a he's a bad guy. Oh my God."
0: Have you heard about this Nazi guy who is running for office in Long Island?
1: I have not heard of this. What?
0: I wish I knew his name. But there's this guy, and I don't. I I guess he has a big internet history. I don't know anything about him. So he's like. He has this tweet or whatever. His whole campaign is like, oh, Long Islanders, we need to be behind Donald Trump. So if you vote for me, you'll have a candidate who's for Donald Trump. And so he posts all these kind of tweets. And then I looked at the replies and I found out this man has a very interesting history. Because someone was like, oh, for your campaign poster, do you want to use this picture of you at a Nazi rally wearing a swastika? Which there is a picture of him doing that. Oh, God. And there is also a video on the internet that he posted willingly of him pissing into his own mouth.
1: Oh, shit. You're talking about Joey Salads. Joey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joey Salads. You're talking about fucking Joey Salads. I know you're talking about. Yes.
0: Yes. Joey
1: Salads has pissed. I remember him pissing into his own mouth. (laughs) He's pissed directly into his own
0: mouth voluntarily on video and has been to
1: nazi rallies with a with swastikas about well have you heard of what his excuse for that is no it was a social it's, experiment it was historical cosplay
0: yes um but yeah but no, he, he was what was the pissing his mouth was that a social experiment to see how people will shoot you after you piss in your mouth on video no that was a stunt oh okay of course like that all the a great jackass. stuntmen <laughs>
1: he was like it's like jackass and i'm like yes but johnny knoxville's not running for fucking congress yeah and also those guys were
0: those guys were making a movie and getting paid lots of money oh uh, what are you doing
1: although you really if i think about it i would vote for johnny knoxville yeah it's like oh if some guy starts sucking his own dick i mean it's jackass guys what are you talking about i'm not doing this because i like it this is jackass they're like dude you're in the park and there's no camera around this isn't jackass you're not even just streaming it, dog. Come yeah, on. No, he's just doing it. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like that thing where he'll walk up on the street and like bump in or whatever, like, it's just a prank. It's just a prank. Yeah. Which all that shit is fake, but this dude definitely did piss in his own mouth, and it's hilarious. Yeah, so Joey Salads is the trump pro-Trump
0: candidate in Long Island and has literally pissed in his own mouth.
1: I think his screen name now is Joey Saladino, and I cannot be, Seth, I can't be sure that's not also a joke, because his name definitely isn't Salads, but is Saladino an actual name?
0: What if his name is Joey Saladino, so he decided (laughs) to be Joey Salads?
1: That's how he got Salads out of it, yeah. Oh, man. Imagine being cursed with the name Saladino. Yeah. Um, Imagine being a man who's pissed into your own mouth on video. I guess it could make it, if you said it properly, if you were like, it's Joey Saladino, you see, something like that, you know, that, that, that maybe sounds better. Uh,
0: listeners, that was the sound of a podcast ending. <laughs> that was that's exactly what it sounds like. And I don't mean
1: episodes. I don't think that. I think that was a very good rendition of an Italian American accent.
0: That was Italian.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. What do you think it's supposed to
0: be? I was still piecing it together myself.
1: You got oh well, thing you got, you got to do the hand motions to get it properly right. You do have you know, to do right. the hands. Like, if you don't do the hands, you're not Italian. I've met the gabagula, many Italians, you know, and they you always really, do the hand thing. They um,
0: they can't stop themselves. They can't. It's, it's just they're biologically predisposed to it.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: but yeah. So hey, if you live in Long Island and you're insane, Joey Salins, he's out there.
1: If you live in Long Island, you should probably uh, even if you even no matter how insane you are, still don't vote for Joey Salins. <laughs> Yeah, also don't live in
0: Long Island. I don't, hey, I've never been to New York City, but I've heard Mm. everyone shit on Long Island. So I'm just going to jump on that train.
1: Is it like a New Jersey thing where we just kind of absorb the cultural osmosis?
0: Yeah, and a lot of, what I can, what I've understood is a lot of New Yorkers basically just lump Long Island into New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, they're all the same. So it's like, okay, I guess New Jersey's bad, Long Island's bad. I don't know. I've never been to it. Maybe Long Island is a great place. I have no idea. We'll I mean, Joey know. Salads is there, so it can't be that great.
1: Yeah, how good could it possibly be? Uh, So yeah, fuck Richard Spencer and fuck all these news people and all these pundits who are just now realizing the motherfucker's a Nazi. Come on. Are you fucking stupid? Yes. It's the same as shit the whole time, and you just, you're like, oh, wow, he has a suit. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you, know, yeah you know what I mean you should do? Hmm. We should sell this show. So, we should sell it like the like the concept, or sell it to people as then like, hey, listen to our show.
0: No, we should sell the concept. We should sell it to like Comedy Central and make it the new Daily Show. Oh, okay. We should do Daily Show, but leftist.
1: I mean, we could do better than that Trevor Noah guy for sure.
0: Sure. I mean, I'm I've I've barely watched him. Maybe he, maybe he's fine. But the Daily Show itself is just you know, back when Jon Stewart was there, it was, it was pretty good. But it's still a very you know liberal centrist kind of a program mm-hmm. and i think there needs to be some some bigger voices out there about about our side of the stuff you know you don't see that ever i mean look at all the the big news shows that are supposed to be you know funnier and you know more on the nose you've got the trevor noah crap you've got john oliver you've got all these people who no matter how good they are what they do maybe they don't really have our viewpoint. So they don't, they're not really representing a a, a a whole different, a whole rising sector of the political spectrum. So
1: what if we well, jump ahead of this? They'll never put us on TV for the same reason they, they don't talk about Bernie Sanders. They they're don't not, want... We're not handsome enough. Well, no, Bernie Sanders is incredibly attractive. No, they won't put us on TV because they're afraid of our narrative. They, they don't want anyone to say that ritual rich, shouldn't have rich people. They shouldn't have money, you know, they're they they only saying, they saying that capitalism is bad, not for real anyways.
0: So what you're saying and, is instead of a TV show, we should do kind of like a like a spoken word, long form, uh, I don't know, some kind of like a broadcast people listen to on their iPods or something mm, that we just maybe. send out
1: every week or so. Now, here's another idea. So What if we, what if we did that? What if we, what if we did that, this weird broadcast, pre-recorded show thing you're talking about that no one's ever thought of before, and we got into, like, a truck with a speaker on it, and we hooked it up, we just drove around town, blaring at it at top volume, and it just got our message out of the people.
0: Okay, how about, instead of that, how what if we were able to, like, somehow get the show broadcast directly to their radios, mm. using some kind of... I mean, I don't know how to, where to even begin with There's some kind of like waves mm. in the atmosphere
1: to, to pulsate it out. What if we were like somehow downloaded on like little bricks, like little small, like thumb-sized bricks, mm-hmm. and we took them and we just put them in front of their houses, just like on their doorstep, littered them with episodes and episodes of, the, of this proposed broadcast Yeah. Each episode on a different flash drive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a fl- wait, I'm not sure, of uh, flash drive, I'm not sure what that is. I'm What's just a flash drive? A, a, new, a new word What's, I'm making up right now. Did you forget the We bit? should call it a flash
1: drive. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Uh, Thanks to for listening to this podcast, people. Yes, thank you for sticking with us through thick and thin. Uh, I think that the. I mean, so you heard any more big news that's happened recently? Uh, Deadspin. Oh right, yeah. They have spun dead. It's a a huge
0: loss. Yeah. So Deadspin is a uh, a member of the Gawker slash whoever just. Bought them or whatever, fucking, you know, Onion, all those people. um Company that did. Deadspin was primarily their sports outlet. They did a lot of sports news, and they, one of the writers uh, left and wrote her last article about how she was mistreated at Deadspin. And since up until about a week ago, Deadspin was this. Like egalitarian comp- like publication that was like okay if our writers vote on it we publish it and the writers the other writers did want to publish this and it became a very popular story on their website and then because it became so popular they should they just fucking got rid of every- everyone was either fired or quit within the next like forty eight hours.
1: It's they really insane how fast everyone jumped yeah. jump ship. Out of that I place. mean, and they legitimately
0: as of, of a couple of days ago. Just don't have any employees anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they're still publishing articles somehow, but they have. There
1: was one guy who came in and scabbed for like one article, and the entire internet screamed at him until he stopped.
0: Um, Deadspin had a article seven hours
1: ago. Wow, what so, is it? What does it say? Uh,
0: we're oh wait, no, this isn't. Uh, Browns even suck at cutting a player who threatened to kill their fans. Wow, that's wow. A, this is this is a big story. We should probably report on this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they're still those articles. I'm not sure how they get Maybe they have. Maybe they they pull it a succession and hired a bunch of
1: interns. I don't know. Yeah, they're probably paying freelancers fifty bucks an episode or a, a, a post to write shit. Wow. Yeah, there's 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 still
0: people uh, out there. Oh, the 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 authors are the author of these articles is Deadspin with a no avatar. <laughs> no profile. It's like the, basically the egg from uh Twitter.
1: Wow. The uh, the that author rules. is
0: Deadspin and there is no picture. So yeah, these are probably just being made by one person who's left.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah, RIP Deadspin. You were too good for this world. Um because you know they were like, we won't stick to sports. We'll do we'll do politics and commentary and other stuff. Yeah, as that well. was the other
0: thing was they were like we wanted to do more than sports um, and and do more. Was, they had like if you, if you went through a lot of the popular articles were a mix of sports and some just other political like muse, and like musings on stuff that are going on in society and none of it was a problem until a week ago.
1: Yeah. When do you know who's responsible for this? Tell me. A guy named Jim Spanfeller, who is a, an herb. Oh, really? This is a joke from... Someone put that on uh, on Deadspin. He got very mad. So mad in fact, he is killing Kinja, which is their, their platform they use to, like, p- have people post comments and shit. Yeah. You know what I think of when I hear the name Jim Spanfeller? What? I think of a uh, old-timey cowboy going, uh... Ma'am, is this Spanfeller bothering you?
0: Yeah, that Jim Spanfeller raping your dogs again. Because
1: <laughs> as we all know, Jim Spanfeller does rape dogs. He does. It is not consensual. No, it is 100% uh. not consensual. The dogs can speak. They are saying no. <laughs> yeah,
0: the dogs are intelligent and can speak actual language.
1: Jim Spanfeller actually had them implant brains into these dogs <laughs> yeah. so they can <laughs> he, refuse to consent. He wanted to be smarter so they couldn't consent exactly yes <laughs> and whenever a dog consented he threw it away right yeah he did not want it anymore so that's yeah. just Van feller for you in case you don't <laughs> know already yeah. uh a real major dog fucker or dog raper who uh yeah. sucks they call massively. him dog
0: fuck jim for a reason
1: <laughs> dog fuck jim uh also i had a, i had i a, had a nice thing i wanted to say stuff uh oh uh so, in Japan, um, a country not well known for its labor relations. Of course. Actually, did you know the Japanese Communist Party is the largest non-governing Communist Party in the world? Really? Yeah, it's like one in five people in, in Japan belong to the Communist Party. Okay. Um, but they don't, but the thing is, they're very, they're very boring. They never do anything. They never win, like, obeyed majorities or anything. So it's just like a pretty, it's like, it's not a radical thing, right? To be communist in Japan. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. Microsoft Japan, uh, moved to a four day work week for a lot of their jobs. Nice. Um, do you know what the result was? What? Productivity went up
0: 40%. Interesting. And 92% but,
1: of their employees, so they were pleased with the four-day week.
0: But their passion for their work went down by 50%. <laughs> <laughs> and can we really have that?
1: I well, do we can, Seth. But yeah, uh,
0: that's something that, I mean, that's something I've been lobbying for. Once I heard about the four-day work week, I'm like, yes, that sounds perfect. Because almost every, every time you get, the thing about the weekend is it's great. I'm not going to point out the weekend. I love having two days off. But it's like you gotta have that extra day. You gotta have one more day off. It's 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 so good. And yeah, we don't need to make our we don't make our lives all about our work. Like it's very hard for people to get a lot of the stuff they wanna do, you know, passion wise and just, you know, family wise and everything. It's hard to get it done in the weekend. So yeah, a four a four day work week is pretty ideal for workers. And yeah, like it, it makes them happier. Which makes some, which makes me not dread going to work every day, which is I think I think would be a win for the fucking managers and the bosses.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it says right here that the work life challenge summer twenty nineteen saw full time employees take off five consecutive Fridays in August with pay, as well as shortening meetings to a maximum thirty minutes and encouraging online chats over face to face ones among workers surveyed they responded to a survey uh 92 percent they were pleased the four-day week no shit of course they would be um but here's the interesting thing as well it says the summer trial also cut micro, cut, cut cut costs at microsoft japan with 23 percent less electricity consumed and 59 percent less f- fewer papers printed pages of paper printed out compared to august 2018 stuff so, over your words much i did i know i'm sorry everyone i apologize uh but yeah so it not only did everyone like it and it went productivity went up but costs also went down great weird let's, how that works huh
0: and it was done by microsoft
1: ever heard of them
0: <laughs> so yeah
1: why not let's just fucking do it here yeah we should have for a week for sure because the thing yeah. is if it's like it, I got, we've, we've been on this podcast over every study says that too much work reduces productivity after a certain number of hours your brain just shuts down and you don't get anything done and so we should have a 4 48 week yeah um I agree. yeah we'll see here uh anything else Seth? you want to talk about it, or are we we good this week no i think i'm good we had to we good. had to shorten it down because we didn't have all that marcus talk you know marcus energy was really helping us out yeah i think marcus fell down in the shower and died could be possible. If he did, it was going to feel really bad. Actually, so, I don't think uh, falling down could kill Marcus. Yeah, I think he'd he'd survive. Oh, by the way, Seth, real quick before we go, one thing I wanted to talk about. Of course. Uh, the The Watchmen show that's yes. happening HBO Watchmen um, Sunday. I just o'clock. wanted real quick, everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you have not watched Watchmen, the new series, especially this recent episode, episode three. Go ahead and turn the podcast off because you're gonna you don't want to hear this. Can we just talk real quick, Seth, about that dildo?
0: You want to know what was funny? Hmm. When I was watching it, I said, "When she opened up the case and it was glowing blue. I'm like, oh, that's Mr. Manhattan's, that's Dr.
1: Manhattan's dick.
0: Joking, but kind of serious.
1: And then later in the episode, it was. I hate you because I did the exact same fucking thing. I I was like, is that his dick? Like, it's a joke.
0: It glows blue. I'm like, oh, ha ha ha. Joke. His dick. Turns out, I was not joking.
1: But um, so yeah, there's just if case from saying, if you're still listening, you haven't seen it. The gag is it's a giant dildo. It's huge and it's blue. Yeah. Smooth metal blue dildo. But we were talking about this earlier, and it was just like, why didn't Dr. Hatton just give her his dick? Like he's not using it. Yeah, I mean in the mo- in the the movie, it,
0: um. He's like he he has like fucking five Doctor Manhattan's
1: fucking go into every orifice she
0: has, and the, and he's still in the other room doing whatever he wants. True. So he can do
1: it. And my thing is, my theory here, Seth, is he, he won't give her his dick because his dick is like a cat's tail. He needs it, or he'll if if he takes his dick off, it'll just fall over and be useless. Mm, it's a load bearing <laughs> dick. It's it's it, it perform all the science is stored in the dick. You see, and he, without it. He just falls down. That no, he falls down. So yeah, if you're not watching this show, uh, I'm still not sure it was good yet, but I'm entertained. I say it's pretty good. So I'm I'm watching it. My eyeballs are, are on the screen, and I'm entertained by what I'm seeing. But I'm uh, it, like a, like a good like anything that Lindelof has made. I think you got you got to watch the whole thing to really take in the whole story first. Yeah,
0: I see that. I can see that.
1: I'll be very curious to see where it goes. Anyways. Uh, that was the millennials podcast I'm Smith, I'm Smith. you can find me on Twitter uh at MCSurf um, Seth you can find me on
0: Twitter at Life of Seth and at Letterboxd or on Letterboxd at K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S
1: we you can leave a horse of water but you can't wait, even get under our oh, theme song was
0: done by Ben Powell mm-hmm. he has been a guest on the show before he'll be a guest some other times he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they both in the South and talk about wrestling. So if that sounds interesting to you, go check it out.
1: Our art was done by Marcus Sparkley, who is not here. Yep. All right. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, and the movie First Reformed. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying
0: to outlive them. And a of from New Orleans to New York. That's the Lino's podcast, baby. We're out. Out.